Hi, I'm Dr. Eric Westman, and welcome to another edition of Learn with Dr. Westman. This episode is how to get chocolate on keto. Now, our program at Duke was one of two programs that was starting to look at the safety of a low-carb diet starting in 1998. Dr. Jeff Volek, who was at the University of Connecticut then, now at Ohio State University, was also looking at the diet. Uh, he's not an MD, doesn't use it in the clinic, but was studying it in very um, circumscribed, uh, careful manner in his own sort of uh, practice that he had at the University of Connecticut. So because I didn't know much about nutrition, I learned a lot about nutrition very quickly as we were faced with two people who lost all this weight at the VA. Dr. Yancey and I started to embark on a clinical research program to see if a low-carb diet could be safe. We knew it could work. We saw several people have great success, and you could just go on the internet or read books, and there were a lot of testimonials, but we didn't know if it was safe. So we embarked on a research program, and now after 20-some-odd years, I can tell you it's safe. You have to do it right. You have to learn a little bit about how to, to you know, riding a bike is safe, but you have to learn a little bit about how to ride the bike, right? Get a good teacher. Riding a motorcycle, well, is a, it's safe if you learn how to learn from someone, but it, you know, has a little more risk to it. So this isn't anything like riding a motorcycle. It's more like learning to ride a bike. Just learn from a reputable source, and we're, we're happy to teach you what we know. But so in our first study that we did, we put 50 people on a low-carb keto diet known as kind of the Atkins induction level of carb restriction. Uh, there were no medium-chain triglycerides in, in 1998. There were, I mean, there were, but they weren't being used. Uh, there was no coconut oil in the coffee. There were no macro calculators. And, and, and I didn't even ask people to write down what they were eating because, as you know, if you've started or as you will know when you start, the hunger goes away after a day or two and you learn uh, you lose one to two pounds per week pretty much effortlessly because you just eat less but so as we were designing this study i, I started a low carb diet myself to learn how to implement this how to teach other people how to do it i've visited doctors who've used it for years i visited dr atkins dr eads dr rosedale dr bernstein um, to learn as best I could from doctors who had already done it for a long time. But one of the things I had to learn uh, kind of on my own was how to get people chocolate. Now, you can do a program and, and uh, tell people to follow something, but if you're not allowing people certain things, they're not going to follow the program very long. So I learned that I had to find a way to get people chocolate. <laughs> so um, this is before any keto chocolate bars, and, and there are all sorts of very interesting things on the shelf right now that I don't eat. But um, so uh, a program, if it's going to be successful over a long period of time for most people, you're going to have to give them some some treats, some something uh, sweet or some chocolate. So I learned very quickly that you could get these protein shakes that were very low in carbs. You could even get them way back then, 20 years ago. And if you taught people to just have a swig, just, just a sip of the shake, 
they could get the chocolate flavor and they would be satisfied, you know, for a period of time. So even today, what I teach is if you really feel the need for chocolate and, you know, as most people do, get one of these protein shakes. I don't care what brand it is. Find one that you like and, and make sure the carbs are super low. I've seen, you know, chocolate shakes down to five, six or seven carbs for the whole shake. And typically these come pre-mixed, so it's very convenient. But if you calculate out how many grams are in a swig or a mouthful of the chocolate shake, it comes out to be about half a gram. Of course, you know, it depends how big your swig is and all that. My point is, don't drink the whole shake. You don't need the shake to get protein or, or to, to uh, you know, oh, I'm getting my protein in for the day, you know, glugging the protein shake down several times a day. No. The other, so the other thing is I don't want your food to come mainly from shakes. The, these protein shakes are not designed to be meal replacements. Uh, you want to get your nutrition from real food just as much as possible. But so this was one strategy that I found 20 years ago, still used today, where you just get a little bit of chocolate. This could be a, in, a, in a shake form. You could, yes, get your protein shake and powder and mix it up. Um, but um, another way is to just have a square of chocolate. Uh, the chocolate could be, you know, keto chocolate that you send away that's sugar-free, or it could be just the regular chocolate off the shelf. And, but you have to limit the amount. Now, and calculate the grams, total grams, not net, total grams in a square of chocolate. And you might say, oh, that's nothing. And I'll, well, so there's some ingenious things that have happened. You can get an 